Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Stories That Matter. As I said yesterday, this is uh, part of a number of short introductory um, pieces that I'm going to be doing leading up to a launch with interviews with guests at the beginning of February in terms of Stories That Matter. And the piece that I wanted to talk about today, so there's two pieces I want to talk about today. The first is about the title of the podcast, and then the second is around um, a little bit of a framework around design and how design principles can inform our understanding as storytellers of the responsibilities of what we craft with our story. So just speaking very quickly to the title, um, what I wanted to share uh, about my perspective is that there are no stories that do not matter. And here is why whether they are personal stories that we are telling ourselves about who we are or who we are in relationship with, or whether they are bigger stories that are there to entertain us, that are there to pass the long hours of a northern winter night. We need to start thinking about stories as something more than just a way to pass time. Because that's not what stories are. Stories construct our world. As storytelling animals, we relate to each other through words, through stories, and through the ways in which our bodies physically communicate with each other. and the ways in which we interpret those physical aspects of communication. We create stories about what we think we see in somebody else's body language. And those stories may or may not be true because they are filtered through our own lens and our own experience. But the challenge with story is that all of us treat our stories as if they are the, the capital truth. Stories for me are becoming clearer in terms of the ways in which story is a creative energy 
and that like any form of energy can be potentially lethal if you're wielding it in a way that does not respect what it is. Story matters. Words matter. Language matters. Our worldviews are embedded in these things. One of the things I often hear and read in my writing communities is this concept that the storyteller has no responsibility to anything other than the story. And increasingly my response to that is that it is a incredibly naive and potentially dangerous lack of responsibility on the part of storytellers. There's an old nursery rhyme which everyone learns when they're probably very young, um, which is supposed to be reassuring in the context of um, words that do harm. And it goes something along the lines of sticks and stones may break my bones, but world, words will never harm me. And it is fundamentally and absolutely an untruth. That we internalize it. It is said to us to help ease the pain of the harm that words actually do when they are spoken without responsibility and accountability. So we are taught as children a fundamental lie about the power of language. Now, I can't say that's universal because that is a British nursery rhyme, as far as I know. And it could very well be that in the 6,000 languages that we have left in the world, that that's not a universal thing that children are taught. So I caveat what I'm saying with some very specific cultural um, grounding, which is, this is my worldview in terms of how children are taught about words mattering and language mattering. There are no stories that don't matter. Because with every word that we speak, we shape our reality and we shape the reality of others. The language that we use, the stories that we tell, either open up creative possibilities or constrain and shut down and exclude. 
and the time frame where we could innocently, in quotation marks, pretend otherwise has long since passed if it ever existed. The second aspect that I wanted to talk about was um, a framework that borrows from some of the principles, um, some of the values in, in terms of design theory. And I am not going to pretend that I am an expert in these things. So what I'm about to share are some musings and some thoughts around a principle that a friend who has been using design thinking uh, spoke to me about. So one of the principles involved in design thinking is that it needs to be very firmly grounded in who the users are. And that care needs to be taken in terms of defining who the users are. And that care needs to be taken in understanding what those users want and what those users need. Because those two things are not always the same. And that it's critical that that is understood before the design process begins in order to ensure that those things are integrated at the outset into the thinking about how the design might work, could work, should work. In my public service career, I saw this exemplified and magnified in the regulations brought in by the Ontario government with respect to accessibility. And so these regulations came into effect to try and make the world which we had built, whether that built world was buildings or whether that built world was information communication technologies, or whether that world was how we educate. We build these things. And we build them in ways that are inaccessible. Because we don't think about who our community members are in terms of use. And so buildings historically did not include accessibility as a principle of design. And so you end up with subways that have no elevators, that have no escalators. You end up with public transportation systems that are only designed for those who have standard levels of mobility. And because of that, 
you end up with substandard design. And because of that, you end up with very expensive things that have to be remedied after the initial environment is built because they cost us. They cost us individually and they cost us collectively. When we design from an accessibility perspective in terms of the marginalized and the vulnerable within our communities, what we design will be accessible, hopefully, for everyone. And so a parent who has a stroller with a toddler and a newborn will be able to use the subway system in the same way as a individual who has an animal or in the same way as an individual who may have other needs such as visibility needs or wheelchair accessibility because they use those devices to help them navigate the world. Thinking about others in the ways in which we design and the ways in which we construct things makes our world a better environment in which to live for everyone. Storytellers don't think of themselves as designers. Storytellers probably don't think of themselves as builders of environments. That needs to change. I don't begin to pretend I have the answers. I have strong opinions. I have strong views. The anchor for me in all of this is that we need to become much more consciously aware as storytelling animals of just how much power we wield in constructing the world in which we live. And that there is an ethic involved in that around ensuring that what we build does not create barriers for members of all our communities. <laughs>